This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse 1, says this in the NLT. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. And his face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. And the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, saying, Don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said he would. Why are we here today? We're here today because Jesus is alive, because love has won, because Christ is risen, and because Jesus has finished and accomplished his work. Yes, Jesus, this, this man from Galilee, Jesus of Nazareth, God's only begotten son, left his place with the Father to come and rescue fatherless sons. And to do this, he suffered and he died at the hands of his accusers, though innocent he was. He was beaten and bruised and they nailed him to that old wooden cross. And all of our iniquity and all of our shame and all of our transgressions were placed on him that day. Jesus, the Messiah, who knew no sin, took on our curse that we might be set free from sin's evil work. How many are thankful for the work of Jesus today? And we stand with many boldly declaring the good news of what Jesus has done for us this morning. And I'm thankful. So why are we here today? We're here today because death couldn't hold him and the grave could not defeat him. Though it certainly tried and is still trying today. But you see, death is no longer the end of our story, friends. Death is only an intermission to what comes next. And that is life after, life after death. Because Jesus is our forerunner and because Jesus is our hope, he's the pioneer of our faith, meaning he's already stepped into resurrection before us. And he's done so to make a way for others to do the same. People like you and me, broken, flawed, messed up folk, so that we could follow in his footsteps. The scriptures actually make a very bold claim about this in the book of Colossians chapter one, verse 18 through 20 says this, and he is the beginning, meaning Jesus, is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God, say all the fullness, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth, whether on Earth as we know it now, whether on Utah soil, whether in Salt Lake City, or in heaven, doing this, making peace by the blood of his cross. That's right, baby. <laughs> I love it, Avery. You just go for it, buddy. Why are we here today? We're here today because Jesus has reconciled us to God the Father through the blood of his cross. And because of the blood that was shed for us on that cross, we now have peace with God. Some of you might be thinking to yourself, but 
why do I need to be at peace with God? I mean, what have I done to insult him or to offend him? I live a good life. I'm a, I'm a decent person. I try not to speed and I try not to cheat on my taxes most of the time. By the way, tax deadline coming up this week, so. I'm a good guy. I'm a good gal, right? But the prophet Isaiah has words for us today. Writing about Jesus a few hundred years before Jesus showed up on the scene, he said this in Isaiah 53, verse six, all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one. I want you to underline that or swipe that or highlight, in that, highlight that in your Bible. Every one of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid upon him, meaning Jesus, the iniquity of us all. The truth is this, every single one of us has turned our back on God the Father at one point or another. We've all gone our own way. We've all tried to do life according to our terms. Romans 3.23 echoes this when it reminds us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. As it turns out, every one of us fails to meet the standard or the mark or the target of what God created us for. And this God created you and he created me uniquely and wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness to bear forth his glory, to be glory bearers in the earth. And when we, like sheep, went our own way, we turned away from that standard of glory and we tried to live for ourselves, live for our own applause, live for our own success, live for our own pleasure. And in doing so, we failed to live up to the standard of what God created us for in the beginning. As it turns out, every single one of us was made to be holy and to be righteous and glorious like he is, which is why Jesus had to spill his blood. He did so to bridge the chasm caused by our sins, sins that we've perpetrated against other people and sins that other people have perpetrated against us. He died for all of it. For every sin or mistake that you'll ever make, yesterday, today, and forever, he died for all of it, and he did so to restore us to a right relationship with God the Father. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 through 23 tells us, you who once were alienated and hostile in your mind, in your beliefs, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you what? Holy and blameless, above reproach before God. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard. So Jesus did all of this to bring us peace with God, but also to give us hope, to give us a lasting hope. I'm not talking about hype or self-help. I'm talking about an eternal hope a hope that our soul longs to possess, a hope that we can only find in the proclamation and declaration of the gospel. At Courageous Church, we call it good news. And we are a people that are rooted in this good news. We are committed to this good news. We wanna be all about the good news because you know what? We're sick and tired of all the bad news. Anybody turn on the news lately and, and see anything good? I haven't. All I see is fear, all I see is panic, all I see is paranoia, all I see is worry, all I see is stress-inducing anxiety-causing news. But Jesus came to give us good news. And that hope that we have is because of this good news, because of the gospel that we've heard. And here it is. It's that he's still making all things new today. 
Jesus is still making all things new. Listen to what 2 Corinthians says. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthian church years ago, said this. He said, therefore, if anyone, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has passed away and the new has begun. Why are we here today? We're here today because the new creation has come. Because God is doing a new thing in the world and he's inviting you. And he's inviting you, and he's inviting you, and he's inviting you, and all of you guys today to be a part of it, to be a part of what he's doing, to find your place in his resurrection story today. Maybe you're here this morning because somebody invited you to come. Thank you, by the way, for doing that and for coming. Maybe you're here because somebody dragged you because it's Easter Sunday. And you got to come on Easter. It seemed like the Easter thing to do. (laughs) Maybe you're here because you felt obligated because you told a coworker you'd come and now you're here and you don't know why. Listen, I believe there's some reasons why you're actually here today. Perhaps you're here today because you're not satisfied with life as you currently know it. Perhaps you're here today because you're not satisfied with, with being alone or feeling ignored. Perhaps you're here because you're not satisfied with feeling mistreated or being lied to or perhaps even lying to others. Maybe you're here and you're not satisfied because you've been chasing after this elusive thing we call success. And perhaps you're not satisfied with the emptiness within your own soul, that that emptiness that you've been trying to fill with other things. And no matter how much alcohol you drink and no matter how many drugs you take and no matter how much porn you consume, you just can't seem to fill that void in your soul. You just can't seem to medicate or numb the emptiness within because the truth is, my friends, that emptiness and that void was meant to be filled only by the person of Jesus Christ. And we're here today to proclaim that good news. That Jesus wants to step into that gap. He wants to fill that void with himself, with his life-giving Holy Spirit, so that you can have his life and have it to the full. The truth is this, Jesus is the only one that satisfies. Once he compared himself to bread, he said, I am the bread of life. Now, I like to eat and I like food. But how many of you guys who eat, who are probably going to go eat after this service is over, know that you're going to get hungry again? And you're going to get hungry again. And you're going to get hungry again. And Jesus says, come unto me and eat and fill yourself with me. And you will never hunger and you will never thirst again. Because I am the true bread of life. I'm the only thing that can satisfy. Jesus is the only one that can give your life real meaning and real purpose and real hope today. And here's, here's something interesting I've come to learn about purpose. Few are those who find their purpose in this life. Few are those that actually know how to walk in their purpose in this life. Jesus said this about purpose. He said, broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life. Meaning that your pathway to purpose is not going to be an easy road to find or travel. It's a costly road. It's a narrow road. And it requires us to do a few things to deny ourselves, to lay down our rights, to prefer others over ourselves, to pick up our cross, which is a symbol of death and suffering and hardship and pain, and to follow Jesus nonetheless. He says, you wanna follow after me? 
Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Which means that your pathway to purpose today, for those of you that are looking for it, can only be found the moment that you say yes to Jesus. The moment that you stop trying to find your life apart from him. The moment you move from the broad road to the narrow road today. Jesus said this himself in Luke chapter 17, verse 33. He said, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will preserve it or find it today. So why are we here this morning? We're here because Jesus came to give us new life. Am I talking to anybody today for whom could use a little new life this morning? Well, that's the invitation to stop trying to live your best life and to receive a new life from the resurrected one himself. The only one that has the power to make dead things come alive today. And that's what he wants to do for many of us in this room this morning. He wants to make dead things come alive, not just today, but every day thereafter. Because you see, friends, resurrection is not just a one and done event. Resurrection happens every time God grabs a hold of something that's spiritually dead in your life and in my life and brings it to life in Christ Jesus. That's why we're here today, because Jesus is the resurrection, because Jesus is the life, and he wants you to know him this morning. And the scriptures actually go one step further to tell us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead wants to come and now live in us if we're willing to believe and to confess that he is Lord of all, and if we're willing to turn from doing life our way and turning to do life his way. So let me leave you with one final question this morning as I ask the worship team to return to the platform today. Are you still doing life your way this morning? And if so, how's that working out for you? Honestly, when was the last time you did just like a little spiritual tune-up or check on your own heart and soul? Are you still doing life according to your terms? Are you still chasing after that elusive rabbit we call success? Are you still after something that can't satisfy? Are you still trying to do it your way? Or have you considered his way? Jesus actually makes the claim that he is the way, that he is the truth that he is the life and that there is no other way. I repeat, no other way to God, to purpose, to peace, to hope, except through him, except through Jesus today. So are you doing life your way or have you considered his way today? Maybe you're here today and you'd say, Pastor Jason, this all sounds great. And maybe you're watching this online or listening to this podcast. And you'd say to me, I'd love to begin a new life and a new journey of faith with Jesus, but I don't know how to start. I don't know how to find my place in his resurrection story. Can you help me? I'd be happy to you. And let's make it simple, shall we? Step one, believe that Jesus is who he says he is. C.S. Lewis made this remark. He said, Jesus can either be lunatic, Lord, or liar. 
He hasn't left any other way open to us. He can't just be a great moral teacher because moral teachers don't make the claim that they're God. He can't just be a great rabbi because great rabbis don't raise people from the dead. No, he hasn't left that way open to us. He's either Lord, lunatic, or liar. And you and I have to make up our mind what we're going to believe about what Jesus said about himself. So you've got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Step two, you've got to decide. Can we put that slide up there? You've got to decide that you're done going your own way, that you're finished moving in this direction, and that you're ready to turn. We call this turning repentance. Repentance is metanoia in the Greek, meaning a change of mind, a change of course, a change of beliefs. You were going this way, and now you're going his way. Step three, you've got to accept his gift of forgiveness and ask him to give you new life. And here's the thing I've come to learn about gifts. God won't force his gift on you. You've got to receive it. You've got to ask for it. If I were to give my wife the keys to the car, but she never drove the car, it'd be a nice gift, but it wouldn't exactly be something that she received and or operated in because you've got to actually receive it. Step four, please let someone know about your decision. Let somebody know, tell somebody about your decision to do this. And then step five, don't do life alone because here's what we believe as a church. We believe that you were made for family. You were made for family. And that's what the church is. Courageous Church is a reconciled family of other people who are on the same pathway to peace and hope and purpose, learning how to love, follow, and serve Jesus together. And if you're ready to do that and you want to take those next steps with Jesus and with us today, I want to pray for you. Can we do that together, church? Jesus, we thank you that you died, but that you rose again. And when you rose, you did so on that third day to remind us that death and the grave don't get the final word, that sin doesn't get the final word, that the devil doesn't get the final word, that brokenness doesn't get the final word, that divorce doesn't get the final word, that pornography doesn't get the final word, Lord, that adultery doesn't get the final word, Lord, that our sin and our shame and our guilt and our condemnation doesn't get the final word, you do. And Jesus, we thank you for that atoning work. We thank you that you took on our sin, that we who were sinful could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And according to your word, Lord, you said that you are making all things new. And so I wanna pray for specifically people in this room today that need new life, that need a new start, that need a fresh beginning, that need hope. Many of you stepped in here today and you're without hope. Some of you are battling depression and you are battling things that have told you it's the end, but I'm not here to agree with that. I'm here to agree with heaven and with Jesus today when he says, no, that isn't the end. That's not the end of your story. Let him be the author of your story today. Let him begin a new chapter in your book of life today. Let him have the final word this morning. And so if you're here or you're listening or watching this and you say, Pastor Jason, I need that today. I, I want new life today. I want a new beginning today. I want hope today. I want peace with God today. I want to find my purpose in him today. I'm just gonna pray this prayer and you can pray it in your heart. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it wherever you're watching this message or listening to this today. But it's real simple and it goes like this. Jesus, Savior, save me. 
Save me from myself. Save me from the mess that I continue to make of things. I believe and confess that you are God. I believe that you died on that cross for me and that you rose again to new life. Come and give me a new life today. Come give me resurrection life today. Come give me power to break every bondage and every sin and all the strife and chaos in my life today. Come do a new thing in me, Jesus. Give me a life of freedom. Give me a life of hope. And place your Holy Spirit in me all the days of my life and I will follow you. And all those that believe that today in church, can we join with them in saying amen and amen and amen. Let's put our hands together today for new beginnings, for fresh hope. He's doing a new thing, church. And if that was you today and you made that decision here or watching, we just want to say welcome to the family. We're a crazy bunch. Welcome to the party. And in just a few moments, we're actually going to do that. We're going to celebrate and party. I know we've got some cake that we're going to have for everybody outside. Who doesn't love cake? And coffee from the Honeysuckle Coffee Company. Woo! It's going to be good. But before we do that, we're going to sing one more song. And I'm going to invite our worship team to just lead us as we come and behold our Christ and celebrate all that he's done for us this resurrection day and every day to come in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, are you ready? Team, are you ready? Let's do it. Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.